All righty. I'm Dr. Lee Merritt, and once an orthopedic surgeon, now a professional medical rebel. And this is the Dangerous Dames podcast. Now, my, my co-host, Dangerous Courtney Turner from the Courtney Turner podcast will be here in a minute. We are going to be talking about the nature of reality and what we think is really going on. This is the, you know, the New Year's show, so what's really going on in 2024? But I thought it was a good idea to start with this uh, video. Now, let me just tell you, when you think we're in an information war and when you think about like military counterintelligence and intelligence, you think about just, you know, passing false papers and things like that. But the world has changed significantly in our lifetime. And, and watch this video. This is a little four minute video. If you haven't seen it, Ghosts in the Machine. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Wolves hiding nearby, whispering do or die around me. another very important phase of warfare. It has as its target not the body, but the mind of the enemy. The target of psychological warfare is against the enemy's mind. It is words and ideas. The ammunition used by Cywar. Its mission is to influence the thoughts of the enemy soldiers. And at the same time, is expected and encouraged to study foreign languages and the social sciences such as history, economics, and sociology. He must have a broad and sympathetic understanding of all phases of human experience. Gripping at my skin, the walls of night closing. But the use of this force as an integral part of combat has now taken on new form.
are the Cywar soldiers. Oh. Uh, so anyway, so welcome, Courtney, my dangerous partner here. Where she, there she is. Hey. Hey. I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to give us as your big picture. But I just want to say that that video. See, I, I mean, I give talks about what I think is happening in military intelligence. Not that I'm an expert on military intelligence, but it's just been following this. And that's a, that's a recruiting video for the Army PSYOPs division. So it's, it's it really is kind of uh, interesting because it it's showing you the color revolutions. It's showing you a lot of things that we think organically happen. Well, I don't think the color revolutions did, but a lot of people do. They think that they they believe that the story is shown, and this shows you that you have to question everything. Yeah, They're everywhere. Totally full audit of everything. I think, yeah. Oh. Um, I think that that's, I didn't realize that was a recruiting video. That's so fascinating. For, for the U.S. Army, yeah. And, right. and, you know, the idea that warfare is involving, evolving, but I also hope, you know, it, what was the first quote? It says, it says, pretend to be weak. Yes. So the enemy becomes too. arrogant, essentially. Yeah. And, and that's, I hope that's what's going on. I hope our, I hope we are in a Sun Tzu moment in the world today. I'm just going to say, and I hope that we are playing this game against what's we what appears to be on the surface. But I'm interested in what your big picture is because it's. <laughs> I would hate to think that this what we see every day on the news is reality. I'm not buying that. That would be too depressing. Yeah, I well, I'm with you on that. I definitely don't think it is reality. So I think we talked briefly, uh, maybe it was last episode, about uh, the nature of consciousness and what is real what is not real and i think that comes very much into play here because with these psyops i oh because we talked about uh conscious about dna being like an antenna right and i very much think that whether or not that's the entire story of dna that it's definitely very much uh, it's a strong aspect if not the whole the whole thing i don't know but i think that we do have like an antenna to a greater consciousness but what i've noticed is that in terms of like world views and messaging they they want you to believe in this duality it's either like all collective conscious or you know all individual like coming like the like cartesian dualism you know it's either your brain creates consciousness and it's all material or it's a all spiritual and it's all a collective. And I think it's actually something in between where it's a feedback loop. And I think that's why these psyops are so effective because they actually alter the state of the consciousness for each individual and collectively. And then it's a feedback loop because it affects how people behave. It affects the choices and the actions that they take. And then that changes the course of history. And then, of course, it becomes reality. It changes what manifests, you know, in the reality. So I think it's it's a combination and it's a feedback loop, but it's both the individual as well as, you know, a collective mass scale. Um, but I don't think that the what the media tells us is what's actually happening at all. So, I think they, but yeah. I do think they take an element, right? So because uh, this is what I've right. heard from many uh, psychological uh, warfare um you know, former military uh, guys is what they've said is that it is 90% true, 10% uh, fiction or 10% lie. But oftentimes even that 10% is not necessarily really a lie. It's more uh, omission, obfuscation, or um, distortion of context. 
So, right. yeah. well, so the, the question I have then is, is okay. Mm -hmm. There's a, there's an, there's a veneer of artificiality and, right. and, and both sides have learned how to, how to manipulate this against us. So the first question is, what is it they're hiding? What do you think is really being hidden with all this? Do you think it's aliens? Do you think it's demons? What is what is what is really behind that artificial veil that they're trying to not let us see? Do you think? I don't think it's one dimensional. I think I think their main objective. When I say they, I don't necessarily know exactly who the they is, but I think they share a common worldview and they share a common goal. And that common goal is to seize power and control over the masses. I do think they want to restore some sort of, uh, you know, bring about like a neo-feudal system. I think they want it to be run by, by AI. But I think that that's what they want. They want that kind of control over as many people as possible. And that they share. But I, in terms of what they're hiding, I, the biggest thing that I can see, and this is I, I don't know in terms of like aliens or who they are or what, but the biggest thing that I can see is that I think they want us to believe a very watered down version of what humanity really is. Yeah. If okay. We're too, That's a good place to start. Yeah. Because I think if we were to own and acknowledge the true capacity of humanity, that they would have a lot less power over us. Anybody would have a lot less power over us. If mm -hmm. we were, you know, autonomous, uh, you know, beings with free will and tremendous capacity, both intellectually, spiritually, physically, then they nobody has the kind of control over you that they want you to believe. So now the the other side of this is so it's not just one side. There is a they that are doing bad things to us for sure. We can yes. sense that. So I just don't that know that part. it's like one dimensional. I don't know. A lot of people want to like I always say pin the tail on donkey. A lot of well, people maybe a, a consortium yeah. of bad guys that got together and are doing this or just accidentally have the same interests and they're all doing it together. But uh, both. But there's also manipulation maybe on the good side. And there we get into this whole issue of the Q drops. The question mm -hmm. is, what's going on there? Because as much as as much as one of the things I, I think I said to you one time is that they use bad language like they yeah. they use language to denigrate something they really don't want you to look at. So anti-vaxxers, um, you know, uh, uh, homeschoolers has even sound as they, they've made oh, yeah. that into a thing. And, and the one I just realized the other day was hopium. So mm -hmm. th there's two things that they do to denigrate the Q movement. And, and the Q, and first of all, they never tell you really what Q says. They, it's all, what most people read is they read the news, the secondary third degree, mm -hmm. you know, derivative of what they say They're the, right. the, un, the filtered kind of pablum, but they, they talk about hopium as if hope is a bad, they've made hope into a bad word. Mm -hmm. And, and so it, my, my impression though, is there's some, the military intelligence can work against you and it can work for you that mm -hmm. there's people out there trying to tell us things mm -hmm. and and it does give us hope but then they keep dashing it down saying oh that's just hopium mm -hmm. you can't believe that that's just hopium mm -hmm. what do you think i mean is is do you think there's a good side 
work in the information war too? So my, my thoughts on that, I have many thoughts on it, so I'll go through them. Um, my first thought is that in terms of do uh, they're good guys, I think they're good guys. I don't see them as being organized in the same kind of a way. I don't see it as like this, you know, okay, there's the disinfo campaign or the, you know, the sigh off the bad guys, quote unquote, you know, and then there's the good guys trying to, you know, who are in an organized faction who are fighting against each other or trying to, you know, create quote unquote, hopium or whatever it might be in a, in a white hat type way. That's usually how they phrase it. I don't see it like that. That's just my, oh, that's funny. Um, that's not like, I, I'm not saying that I do think there are good guys who are fighting and, you know, by fighting, I mean, definitely putting out, uh, you know, leaking information, trying to reveal things that might be of value to people that might be helpful, doing a counter intel pro or counter intel uh, insurgency, but in a positive way. I think right. that that absolutely occurs. I just don't think it's necessarily coming from, and this is just my opinion, but I don't necessarily think it's coming from the top down in an organized fashion. So I don't know well, how. That's interesting. You know, I talked to Cliff High about this and one time and and he's talking about what he talks about is the 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 Kazarian mafia and the one yeah. side or Babylonian mafia, whatever we want to call it, this right. ancient old bloodline that is really evil. And sure. then he talks and then he said, but there's a self org he believes there's a self-organizing collective that's always mm -hmm. that that it's been kind of two they're also a bloodline by and large. And there's kind of been a balance in the world, but since, mm -hmm. you know, as modern technology took off and in the last couple of centuries, there's been an imbalance created. I'm just telling you, this is, I'm just the messenger yeah. here. There's a, been a balance created, imbalance created, and that it was after Kennedy's assassination that they woke up and said, we need to get organized, this self-organizing collective. We need to, yeah. see, we need to fight back. And I said to him, I said, so basically, are you saying that the world is basically a great big Hatfields and McCoys and we are just caught in the middle? Is that, is that the prosaic uh, you know, version here that the big guys are playing you know, war games as, as, as ancient rivals and we are just caught in the crossfire? I thought that was an interesting point. Now, yeah, you know, I think there might be some truth to that. Absolutely. I, I, I think there's a lot of ancient truth to that. battles that are you know, being foisted today that are still, they're being flushed out today, I should say. Uh, you know, I mean, oftentimes when you look at a lot of, I mean, even just, I think a really great example is the Israel-Palestine conflict so much. Yes, I think that there are, you know, quote unquote elites or, you know, parasite class people who have a vested interest in fomenting that for a greater right. uh, world vision that they have and ultimately to create chaos and, you know, subsume power. But I think there's also the peep, the reason that it's effective is because there's ancient, you know, stories and narratives and history that's being fleshed out through this current, you know, re revision of it. Right. And of um, course the, there, there's two where the whole, the whole um, artificial psychological warfare comes in because you just can't figure out what's really going at a distance. Yeah. You don't know what's going on. I mean, I'm just going to say it's like the it's like the picture of the little Palestinian guys, little kid saying, you know, it's raise your hand if you're for the Palestinians. And the caption is count the fingers, and he's got it's a six fingered hand. It's like okay, the psyop was not too effective when you can't get your picture. <laughs> But not to say that there aren't bad things happening on both sides, but of course. And I just saw this is what's happening in Russia now. They mm -hmm. had this, um, which you know, on the one hand, we're hearing that the Ukrainians are are 
calling, they need, they are claiming they need, and this is solutionary. This is the head of the mm-hmm. Ukrainian forces says they need 500,000 people to fight the war. Mm-hmm. Right. They're drafting women. The average age of the draftees is 45. I mean, I saw a picture of a Ukrainian chow hall, military chow hall. It looked like an old age home, really. I mean, all guys are gray haired. Right. Are you kidding me? Because they've got they've they've killed all the young men. They're trying to get people recruited. They're they're actually demanding that the foreign nations like Estonia has agreed to do this to to sh- shunt all the Ukrainian men back to Ukraine so they can fight in the war. So this is on the one hand you're hearing this, and you there's multiple yeah. data points about that. And on right. the other hand, all you see in the news that people get over here is oh the Ukrainians have scored a major victory against the Russians, and it shows this big blast of this ship. It's a transport ship in in uh, the Crimea. But you know you go I, well, as soon as I heard that I said my husband and I had this discussion. I said what are you talking about? You know, right. I'm on RT. I'm on. I'm on the, the reading the Russian sites. They're not talking about this. And then I finally found they they mention it. But what's really going on appears to be quite the opposite. It's like Evdevka is. You look at the battle maps. Evdevka is completely just surrounded on three sides now, almost. So they're about to close on a very big deal. And something else happened that was a big tactical benefit. Something just happened. And so to counter that. They have the, the Ukrainians or somebody, and I don't even think that's it's a what's it the shadow can't remember the name of the missile. It's a British missile that was used against that ship. So they make a very colorful thing, right? And like we do it in this country too. There's a very colorful explosion, and it yeah. and it, and it distracts everybody to look at this yeah. and think that this is really the reality. It's not the reality that I can identify. Now, uh, the next question is: Is my reality being carved out for me? Am I the only one that this this happens to see this? I don't think so, but <laughs> no, but I do think there is targeting. Um, oh, that's yeah, the deep fakes about war in Ukraine are sowing distrust yeah. and, and screwing with reality. Well, this is what I would say is that um, I think that there are like things that may have started. I think Q is actually a really good example. Now, I can't claim to have the you know inside intel on any of this. I can only observe as an outsider, but. What it looks like to me is it looks like that could have been a genuine white hat, if you will, kind of, uh, you know, like military leak uh, to try and help people to guide them. And that it, that could have been genuine and authentic. And then, of course, that makes it really rife for co-option. And it does look when you talked about like the secondary information that gets revealed and then the the tertiary becomes like a game of telephone. Very few people who are discussing Q are people who really have looked at, you know, the actual Q drops, who are going through the numbers. Uh, And I'm not I'm not speaking to the veracity of any of it. I'm just saying that very few people who are talking about it have actually looked at the firsthand material, looked at the firsthand source. So that makes it really rife to be you know, a counter intel uh, kind of a operation where it gets co-opted and now they can use it to, you know, pacify people because parts of it do look a lot like Operation Trust from 1921. And I'm not saying that it intended to start out that way. But when you talked about hopium and how, you know, they, they, uh, you know, uh, they, you know, they, they, they demonize the word, right? They, they make it like it's a bad word. It's pejorative. Yeah. Um, I think that that's that's a really interesting telltale sign. I think that it absolutely is. It's so interesting to me because I feel like, uh, especially right now, people think that hope is like something that, you know, is that is manufactured and that people give us false sense of hope. This is what they're trying to convey. And the reality is that biologically, 
that is actually the opposite. It's the inverse. And there are many studies on this. It's called learned helplessness. So that's not actually the default. People often think that the default of a human state is to feel like they're helpless and, you know, hopeless. And that's not because people can't survive if they don't have hope is literally the, the, the feeling that you have something to look forward to and you have some control. And the reason you look forward to it is because you have some control of some aspect of the future. That is in, you know, psychological terms, right. what breeds hope. And uh, there was a study done, it was years ago, but it was like a bunch of people who were suicidal and just wanting to know what happened next week. This was back when you had, you had to wait a week to find out what was going to happen on a television show. But that was enough to keep the, these people alive. On their favorite TV show, they wanted to know what's going to happen to X, Y, and Z, whatever right. character. And that kept them from committing suicide. This was a study that was actually done. And it was because the, it was about hope because they had some control over that aspect of their life. They had control over Friday night. They were going to watch the show and you know, it would be a pleasurable experience for them. And so I think that when they, they're trying to breed helplessness, they're trying to breed chaos and despair because people who are in a state of depression, anxiety, and despair are easier to yeah. control and manipulate. That's that's so disgusting. I just can't even look at it. You know, I got a thing. I get I got my um, oh. newsletter today from the American Associ the Associated American Physicians and F Surgeons mm. newsletter, and and I yeah. can't remember the name of the article, but in it, it's talking about the suicide, the the hopelessness of physicians right now. One in oh. ten physicians in practice are contemplating suicide. Wow. But not necessarily. I don't know the numbers. I haven't finished the article because well, we had to come on and do this. But the other thing is uh, the uh, in resident, apparently a bunch of residents are committing suicide before 2020, before COVID. We lost one medical school class a year. So when I was in and I think that's about um, oh. well. My medical school class was 100, but I think that in universities, it's roughly 300 to 400 or has been. Mm -hmm. And that's essentially the number of suicide doc doctors that commit suicide a year. We lose one whole medical school class a year. Wow. Well, now it's going to, I have, a, and I've been saying this, I said, we'll know when, when the doctors are waking up, because before we see them speaking out, you're going to see a bunch of them committing suicide. And I'm, I say to say it, but I think that's where we are right now. And that's a sign of hopelessness. And that's a direct result of this bad information they're getting. They've been told stuff that has been completely lied, you know, um, and and by the way, I'm not suicidal. If it happens to me, I was taken out, but the, but the, 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 um, that's that's it's it's this is a tragedy on all sorts of levels but yes. it's, the, it's an information war that did this it wasn't the shot yeah the shot was damaging the people you know the doctors true. are at risk because they so many of them took it because they were forced to, to keep their job or coerced to but but that's not the whole story here because if they got the truth they'd know there's a way out possibly of this Absolutely. and they'd be doing things so that's it's just I, I will tell you, I got to say one thing about the, what you were talking about. I have an interesting couple things that happened to me early on. Okay. One of them was January 6th. Okay. So I went out to Washington, D.C., and I was staying in a Marriott outside the Beltway. Mm -hmm. The next day when I was ready to leave on the 7th, I just was killing time down in the, in, the, in the lobby. And there was a group of people, and they were talking to this guy, and they were kind of having a big discussion. And I kind of overheard some of it, and I, and I went out after him and I are up after I said, well, I have to ask you because it sounds like you have some, you know, kind of insider knowledge here. 
Um, and what I can't remember the hard whole discussion, but essentially what he told me was that he had been contacted by he said, and he was a he was either a former intelligence guy or was DIA or something. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. But he said he had been contacted at one point to do research for this group, and mm -hmm. it, he called it the Alliance of Generals. And he said, I don't know what I do. I give, I'm getting, I get tasked with the, doing some research. I do the research. I send mm -hmm. the information up. I never hear from it again. And he said, but I think there are about 10,000 of us that have been in this situation, which sounds like the self-organizing collective idea that there's a very diffuse distributed information gathering and, you know, weaponized intelligence being used here. I just don't know. Mm -hmm. The other thing I, I mm -hmm. ran into, this guy was, definitely uh, he was he was uh defense intelligence agency okay. and he told me he said i asked him i said are we in devolution has the government you know what the hell is going on or you know it's just making me crazy is, is are we in devolution and he said well if and i won't say where his base was but he said if we were in devolution we should be one of the nodes that they devolved to and we're not he said on the other hand i should know who's in charge in washington dc and i don't now this is during the biden administration okay. Yeah, we we have our our guesses, but uh, it's not Biden. That that I think That's we right. can be pretty. Yeah, uh, there, okay, we can put that down as a data point. I, I think not yeah. Biden. yeah, it's not the one that they keep putting on the screen. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, but I wanted to address also what you were saying about like, are you being targeted? Because I think that's yeah, a really important. Uh, yeah, because. I, I keep saying the psychological warfare, I think, is as ancient as, you know, ancient civilization, even prior to actual civilization. I think even in, a, you know, tribal type of times, I think these types of psychological warfare, you know, I was reading about gang stalking and it goes all the way back to, you know, like essentially pagan rituals in, uh, you know, the mystery wow. schools in ancient Egypt. Yeah. So this is, that's really, really old. So I don't think that psychological warfare is a new thing but what i think no. changes is the technology and so now what's we, and this is the reality war because now it's so easy to psyop somebody directly through their screen so right. that because the algorithms and the machine learning how much of it is intentional and then how much of it is just a byproduct of how these algorithms are programmed either way your it becomes a, a very insular feedback loop. You're being targeted with specific information that other people might not see, or people. And I think this is also what magnifies echo chambers. So people all feel very justified because everybody's getting everybody in their group is getting the same information, but you don't know how much of that is real and how much of it is, uh, you know, being uh, manufactured through virtual reality. Yeah. Or, you know, a, a perfect example is Telegram or yeah. uh, Twitter. You know, yep. am I getting the same? And I don't do much on Twitter, but uh, uh, am I now on Telegram? I can choose the places I go and right. then I get every once in a while, I get little and I'm sure everybody gets this invitations to join a group. Yes. And I've joined a couple of those groups. And it again, it takes me a little further down the same kind of rabbit hole I've been right. going down. And I'm just wondering, okay, am I just being led by the nose down a, a, a way of thinking? On yeah. the other hand, there's some of these things that are verifiable. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I, again, I, I think that there's, it's hard to talk about 
to people because unless you research a certain thing, it's like COVID. Yeah. I mean, I've been researching since February 2020 about vaccines for coronavirus. So long before the vaccine came out, those animal studies, I knew all that stuff. I've been looking at that. But you try and tell anybody that before now, and, and they wouldn't believe you. Now oh, they don't believe you. Now, but but it was like two years of being in the wilderness mm-hmm. and not seeing a slow, like, like a slow motion train wreck. You couldn't stop. And you're being yelled at for even trying to stop it. You know, that that's mm-hmm. kind of the and that's kind of the world we're in is if you yeah. go down this particular path of investigation, you find stuff. I not almost almost it's hard to believe it's all been put in there over a long because how could you do that for everything? It's yeah, you know I, mean? I don't think it's all pre conceived. <laughs> am I the only one that's seeing this stuff? Right. Why, you know. No, I don't I don't think you're the only one seeing it, but I do think there's an element of whether it be premeditated target targeting or just a feedback loop of, you know, algorithms. So there, that's a lot of what like the SEL uh, tech ed stuff is doing with children. So they're data mining them for all this information, kind of watching how they, a lot of what the learning that they're doing with these SEL programs is kind of like games, but it's on a screen. And so they're, monitoring their behavior and how they respond to these various games and what their uh, what the difference is in how they uh, their methodology and they're using that to collect information but then what happens it becomes a feedback loop because they then put that back out there based on how they've conducted whatever game or test it is and then they they all they alter it a little bit in order to then further test so it's a cycle, but I think the same thing happens on social media. So what, like Twitter, if I like certain things or I open certain things or I respond to certain people, it will feed me things that might be similar. And I think Telegram does the same thing. So, well, but at least, at least we can, sometimes the good news is sometimes you can actually verify it with independent people's observations. Sure. But it's still, I, I see, I think your point is there's some of that going on and I just, it's a little hard sometimes to separate out. Here's an example, the purple lights. Okay. The And, and, and so I started looking at these purple lights uh-huh. and it's, and, and, but then I have a podcast and I would have people say, I've seen them. They, they just went up in, in fact, one of them was Elkhorn, Nebraska. I just heard mm-hmm. that they went up in Elkhorn, Nebraska. So these are happening and they're happening in regions. And then you, but then you start looking at the, at the various different channels on Telegram and Twitter and stuff. And you, it's associated with booms, with fog and with weird things happening. And then the blue purple lights go up. People disappear. People get, um, yeah. And they, and you know that they're lying only because they're saying, Oh, these there's cheap lights and they're just all going bad at once. That mm-hmm. just can't be the answer. Whatever the answer is, that can't be. So I've come to the conclusion we have an underground war with things of some sort that don't like these lights. That's that's what I've come to the conclusion. But again, how did I rant, rage on that? I came up with I saw this kind of these data points all over the internet, and then I've had people tell me they are going up. And then I watched like the other night we had fog. And then they reported in, in, in a city near me that they'd had booms. They'd had these big explosions. So, yeah, it's well, really, I don't, you know. So I, I, people argue with me about the streetlights all the time. That's just crazy conspiracy theory, nonsense stuff. But you can't argue that they are going up. Just as you said, they're going up in all of these cities. Um, and it seems to be like 
the justification that it's old streetlights doesn't really make any sense. Why is it going up in every city? And it's mostly going up in the cities that are marked out to be 15-minute smart cities. That's where a lot of these are going up. They're also going up, it's very like every 20 feet. Why do we need so many of them so close to each other? And I think it's really interesting when you talk about the boom and the fog. So there is a, a it, the SEC is voting on this uh, January 2nd. They're, they're trying to implement these things called NACs, which is uh, natural asset companies. And so essentially it's like more climate hoax nonsense. But here's the thing, what they're doing through this is essentially they're going to create the cor- the corporations will now have ownership of natural resources so they can create a manufacturing manufactured scarcity of things like air, water, I mean, literal natural resources. And of course, to try try and push people into cities, I think is what's going to happen. But my theory is that the geoengineering is going to ramp up um, yeah, as a result to try and garner the justification and uh, support for these NA, NACs, um, the yeah, natural asset companies. And- okay. uh, but the street lights, if that you're having like fog and these explosions, right? Wouldn't that be uh, some sort of kind of like, I don't know, it's going to shape people's view of what's happening and justify. Right. Well, I, I mean, watch the Predator movies. I'm just saying <laughs> there's something. They always do these predictive programming. I think there's they something. Do. I mean, I'm also looking at the at the medical. I'm, I'm, I'm going to start, you know, uh, I need to start scanning newspapers. I, I don't know how to I do know. that yet, but I'd like to scan newspapers for unusual bite wounds. I know this sounds bonkers, but again, this is how this is how I'm kind of trying to sort out what's really going on in the world. That's why I say mm-hmm. every time I think I've got a handle on it, it doesn't seem to fit. But this is starting to all fit together that we're fighting something else that isn't us. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. just saying, I don't know. But uh, in Omaha, they had these two guys that showed up. They claimed were human bite wounds. But this one guy had a cut that went, they can see his stitches on his head went all the way. And his friend like, and that's not from a human bite wound. You can't bite off somebody's scalp. Right. And his friend had to rescue him from whatever it was. He was apparently unable to defend himself, which that's the other thing we hear. I saw a picture of a woman, like she would, they were out canoeing and she was attacked by an otter. In other words, these stories are bizarre. They're not right. And um, yeah, and 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 you watch after these big booms, then they're going to the last thing that happens is they don't all get the purple lights, but they get the they get fog, sometimes flooding, sometimes manhole cover fires and then purple mm-hmm. lights. Wow, that's yeah. But again, could it all be a psyop? Well, at least you can verify with people that some of this is happening. Right. And there are studies done on uh, that color light, like LED lights and the effects of them. Well, so the other thing you said about geoengineering, I mean, think about all the years I had a neighbor. He's, I think he's dead now. He's gone anyway. um, He, uh, not that close a neighbor, but up around the corner, he he used to to think that um, my ex-husband who was a Marine Colonel at one time and he'd get into, and he and his buddies would be in hunting gear. He, he thought they were spying on him because he saw, he, he was complaining about this geoengineering and these black mm. helicopters and all this kind of stuff. And so right. it sounds all like crazy talk and nobody, and my husband who was a pilot. He was a Marine right. pilot for 30 years. He didn't believe in this, this chemtrails, but it's all coming out. I mean, now we have, I mean, that's, 
it's just now when you look up clouds, I mean, they, they have new definitions for different types of clouds that didn't right. exist before as, as a result of, of cloud, of seed, cloud seeding. Yeah. Weren't there. And, have, yeah. and they have military, we now have the military funding documents and things to do this. Right. And it shows you these, it shows you, yeah, that's called, the, and I can't remember, they have a term that you're, there's, there's the, making the grid and then there's mm -hmm. a payload. And it's all about, and they they talk very openly in military. There's all this military stuff coming out that was open architecture. We should have known it. Why were we even debating it? We weren't paying. Was it just we weren't paying attention? Is that what all is all this coming out now? Because we are just waking up. We weren't paying attention, or is it being pushed on us? Which gets back to who's running the show? <laughs> yeah, who's running the show? Um, they being well, as far as the, is it being pushed on us? I think this goes back to our conversation about control disclosure versus right. catastrophic disclosure because I, I do think that they push things out in terms of and on a timeline when it's relevant for them and when it's useful for them. Um I I do think that there's there's some truth to that. So I don't I don't know. But in terms of people just now getting it, I that to me is crazy because I mean, there is something to be said for empirical evidence. I don't need to be a meteorologist to tell you it's raining outside. I can step outside Oftentimes I can look out my window and I can hear the raindrops and it, I know it's raining, you know, right. so, but suddenly we have these crisscross clouds in the sky that I don't remember seeing, Never. Did, but we were supposed to, now they think that, that these it's people normal? justify that it's contrails. Yeah. I'm like, this is not a contrail. And they, no. they'll tell me I'm crazy for even suggesting it. It's like, okay, if you don't think that cloud seeding is real, then what is your explanation for what's going on in the sky? Yeah. Oh, I mean, it, it, again, you can find the military documents on how they fund it, how they how they fly these planes, you know, who what they're doing. And I just came out. I, what I've been asking is, who escapes this? Right. Pilots, kids don't escape it. Why are they doing this? And the answer is because I heard I, this again. This is one I can't prove, but I heard yeah. that this was being run out. That one of the places they're running these this geoengineering mm -hmm. planes out of the chemtrail planes was Lincoln, Nebraska. The the uh, I think army reserve unit and somebody just put up this, 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 that they're getting paid 500 or they're, they're getting paid a lot more, whatever it was, 500% of a normal pilot's salary, the guys that are flying these planes. So they aren't, they may not be military, but they may be flying. They may be ex-military who knows, right. but they're getting paid to fly these planes. I'll see if I can find that. Um, That's crazy. And, that, and they're flying them out of reserve units uh, bases. So that goes along with the thing in Lincoln without it being military pilots, because I can't find one military pilot that's willing to. I mean, I, I lived on military air bases, you know, Marine sure. air bases for 20 years. I'm telling you, I've never even had a whiff of this. It's, right. you know, we heard about, oh, they're using the Harriers to run drugs out of South America. We heard about all sorts of other crazy stuff, but we never heard anything about this. Wow. Well, so there's something, uh, whoever's, but the, that kind of rang true when I heard it was, they're getting paid big bucks to do it. There's somebody that will always, at some point, you going to have to, you know, and so you could go fly for the airlines now at reduced wages and, you know, still make kind of a military salary, or you can get a 500% increase in your bonus this year by going to fly these planes. And you just don't look very carefully at what the whole implication is. Right. And who knows what they're telling them what they're doing? I mean, it could they could claim it's to avoid global warming or that it's for good things. Who knows? Right. Yeah. It's always done under uh, incentives like that 
like the SAG contract. So they they were they they fought the whole strike against AI, and then essentially the result is, well, we'll pay you for the AI. Uh, basically, your name, likeness, yeah. and yeah, um, yeah. So that's yeah. NASA. You know, they're talking about it. NASA's been talking about it for a long time. In fact, maybe that's what NASA's really doing. I mean, we don't think they're really doing what they say they're doing. Maybe they're just no. been using the dollars we've been sending them to do space exploration, and they've been geoengineering the world. Well, is NASA connected to HARP? Well, that was a military base. That was an yeah. air, that was a Navy to Air Force base, I think. Mm-hmm. I I could be wrong. I thought HARP started as a as a to produce the long ELFs to call submarines. I thought, way right. but then it was, then it became something else. I and mean, then they tried, then they were going to shut it down. And then the air force picked it up. I think I, I can't, I didn't look this, that history up very closely, but it's a military. It was, it was always overtly military, I think. Okay. Yeah. No, I'd have to look it up. No, it does. Okay. So uh, this about harp, the high frequency active auroral research program or harp is scientific endeavor aimed at studying the properties and behaviors of the ionosphere. Quote, the ionosphere stretches roughly to 50, 50 to 400 miles above the Earth's surface, right at the edge of right. space, along with the natural upper atmosphere. The ionosphere forms the boundary between Earth's lower atmosphere, where we live and breathe, the vacuum of space. And that quote is from NASA. Right. Well, and the universities are involved with I don't mean to say that they're not involved, but I thought sure. that property was owned as a military no i think you're right about that but i i'm just saying i think that uh might have a role i don't i don't i can't confirm that i'd have to do some more research but you know what you know who we should have on sometime if he's still out talking he used to be on alex jones once in a while it was uh dr nick Begich. he wrote Mm -hmm. angels don't play this harp it's a book about this which is on Mm -hmm. my bookshelf on my to read list but anyway okay um, but i've heard him speak about this and his father was one of the congressmen. He was in a plane with that congressman that their airplane went down and they never recovered somewhere in Alaska. And the, there was a big, uh, there was the, now it's come out that that other congressman was trying to do something to take out. Uh, he'd, he'd come across some of this information that we're probably talking about today. Uh, and they took him out probably. And his father, Begich's father, he's a PhD, but his father was a, political and he was he was with him when he went down so he's dead somewhere yeah wow wow yeah i i don't know i don't know I, that that is we should we should have him on though that would be yeah, great we should, i'll try and i'll try and find him um yeah, yeah. So, so yeah that, i know your so your question is always uh who, who are they and uh why the and that why would they do this unless they are impervious to the harm that right why are they geoengineering that's our real question is who do we think or are geoengineering are behind this geoengineering what do we think the point is the geoengineering specifically yeah. so in other words if they're damaging if they're throwing cesium and or, or uh, aluminum and barium and strontium on us mm-hmm. who are these guys why right. what, what are they going to tell us it's really for and then trying to block the sun you know, yes. Bill Gates. That's yeah. That's what they claim. It's uh, it's all about uh, climate ch- climate change. Which the most of the the climate damage that they claim has a is a is problematic has actually been caused by a lot of their geoengineering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's uh it's pretty strange. 
I don't know. I mean, I, I understand it's a strange that they would hurt because they do want to depopulate, but ultimately they think they're going to survive. But I, I just think that they think they're going to be transhuman. So they'll have the, you know, this is what you've all know what Harari says. They'll have the scientific arc for the elites and, you know, they, everybody else won't fare so well, but, but they, they're going to potentially be immortal because of the scientific art that is created for them. They're just, but they're going to have to, to be, to be human. They're going to have to upload. I mean, this is my point. I always put this up and maybe I showed this on the show. I don't remember, but that's, that's the CO2 levels that plants. Yes. And we're down at 419. So whatever they're doing, they're geoengineering this to not be a habitable for humans. And that's going to be part of our questioning about what the heck is going on here. Well, I, I know that they are advocating a post-human, you know, we know about the transhuman agenda, but they do talk about a post-human world. Um, there's a handbook on it, uh, the handbook for post, uh, for post-human, and it, yeah, it's post-humanism, an inter- introductory handbook. And so they are really thinking, at least some of them are, are so really what- thinking there's a possibility of a world where most of the humans don't exist and the the ones that do are transhuman they're merged with machine uh and then there's the the rest are machine run ai type of you know so they really think that they're going to go somewhere else in this noah's ark maybe going you know that's one of the and that again that is one of those um stories that doesn't go away that nasa is really been a front and that we're right. running a black uh, a black program to mm-hmm. explore the universe outside of the earth mm-hmm. and that the elites know this and that they're planning their escape to Mars or someplace. Or CERN. CERN might be. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that fits in with the, the question about this whole thing with Nibiru, the, the, the 10th planet. You know, the oh, thing right. that comes around every 3,650 years or something and, right. and spews. And what does it do, by the way? Now, just think about what's happening in the world. I, I will say this. The story about this, again, mm-hmm. is that it it starts, all these volcanoes start shaking the earth. There's a mm-hmm. pole shift happens, I think. And it spews this, this red dust all over the planet. That's why we got the term the Red Sea. It's not red. Why do we call it the Red Sea? Because for a while... After this thing came around the last time, it made everything red. And I don't know if you're seeing that. But again, is this one of the things that's just being targeted to me? But there's these these unexplained streams that are turning red. These red water pools and red things all over the place. Yeah, I have not seen I got, that. I got it on my Telegram. Uh, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can send it in to we can okay. get it up here. But yeah, so. Again, and and in favor, the one thing I will say, besides all the people that claim that they have seen this second sun or second moon or something on mm-hmm. the, with their telescope, um, I've never seen it. I've looked. I mean, I don't have a telescope, but mm-hmm. I, I mean, these people are saying that they can see it with a naked eye sometimes. I how many times? But how many times are we getting outside and really looking at the sky? I don't know. But mm-hmm. I in yeah, there's that's kind of what they're talking about. Um, but that could just be red. That could be red. That's within the water. So that one, right. that, that doesn't look like the, the one I'm seeing is where the whole water is red, but um, interesting. yeah, but they're, they're talking about this and in favor of this is the uh, Naval Observatory was following 
what they thought to be the planet, the 10th planet of our solar system for a long time. And then in the 1950s, they stopped talking about it. I remember this. Didn't, didn't remember they that? talk about it? Yes. And then they talked about it again in the 80s. Right. And yeah. then, it's been, it's been on the, it's been on the underground internet for a long time now, people claiming, but some of these people are clearly, you know, either scientifically illiterate where they take pictures and it's just, it's just condensation on their lenses. I mean, it's clearly, that's not anything or, or, and there's some people that are really kind of seriously looks like they're doing good science looking at this. I don't know. Right. Well, I think the flirters would be very upset with this conversation. The what? The flirthers, the flat earthers. Um, well, well, I don't know because does just even if you think the world is flat, and no. I'm not saying I do, but even if you did, does that right. mean there's nothing outside the dome? Well, I, I don't see. I that is question. I don't know, but what I hear from them is that even if there were something outside the dome, that we would have no way of knowing because you can't break through the firmament. Well, but a lot of flat earthers that I've talked exist. to, I'm sorry. But that assumes that portals don't exist, that you can't create right. tunnels, that you can't do, uh, you know, uh, look at, look at, I mean, again, I always look at you, you and you and Jay got me into the looking at predictive programming. Look at what we see in the movies. Do, yeah. do, uh, we don't see people transporting just physically. We see them in the transporter. You know, right. we see them go through wormholes. We see them mm -hmm. go into these stargates. And now you're seeing pictures of these big stone rings that they've unearthed all over the world. Right. Like there have been maybe stargates here. Who knows? I don't think, I don't think I, the flat earth thing, I don't get involved too much in, but other than to say, I do think there are some problems with what they're telling us about the earth as they say it is. Of course. Yeah, I There's agree with real that. Real problems with that. Talking, if we're going to talk about what the nature of reality is, it just doesn't things don't add up quite right. And why do you, why does NASA have to give you false pictures of like re you know, like you can see where they've stamped the clouds multiple times on their pictures of earth, that there's no non, they say there's no non-compositive picture of the earth from the ISS. Right. And why can't we go to Antarctica without military? Right. Why can't we go to Antarctica? Yeah, no, that, that there's definitely a lot of questions for sure. Unanswered questions. I, I don't know. Uh, and I'm sure not all flat earthers have the same theory, but a lot, I have talked to some who believe that there is nothing outside and that, that that's all like a psyop, but I don't know. I can't. Well, I mean, that's person. a belief, but what's the, what's the evidence for any of this? I mean, at some point now, there's one. I think there's a lot more evidence to indicate that there is something beyond Earth. I mean, right. I do too. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, one of the, see, that's, I got, one day I got on one of these conversations on, mm -hmm. on Telegram or something of the flat Earth things. And I said, okay. I, think I followed that. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to uh, make fun of these guys, then you have to at least answer a couple questions. And that sure. is one is why do we not have any, why are all the pictures from space? first sent through JPL for their clearance before we, the taxpayer, can see them. Why are right. they hiding? Why is NASA hiding things? Why are they faking things? And why are they why are they compositing the pictures of the globe? Exactly. Number two, why is it you can't, these people, I don't think these people are all dumb that are doing this. I mean, these are seem like competent researchers that put these sure. known stakes out and then they try and then they can look at them for the telephoto lens and they can see them past where they should be able to see them given the right. known curvature of the earth. Now that doesn't prove the world is flat, 
It might right. be, however, quite a bit bigger than what we're told. Sure. And I do think that uh, the technology has changed, so we can see much further than we used to be able to. Yeah, so, but that we shouldn't be able to see it if the Earth is a certain diameter and we know the radius exactly. of curvature. Right. So but, that's exactly the problem, is that this all, this this is the story starting to fall apart with modern modern telescopic imaging. Right. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, no, I would agree with that. And I, I think there should be a, a new inventory, but there's apparently much invested in keeping the old narrative instead of exploring like the original presuppositions that everything's founded upon. Well, and I think it's interesting that now they say the moon is is within the Van Allen radiation. The moon is is um, not within that. The moon is within our our atmosphere, essentially. They're I've crazy. heard, they, yeah, I've heard crazy. that too. But that that's was because they didn't believe that you could trans that you could get there, right? You know, given the 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 what we know about you know just physics now, they said it's not, something's not right here, and so they said, well, we were wrong about saying that it was outside the, you know, right. So that would make it more plausible. Uh, even though they, they haven't gone back and their official narrative of why they have not gone back is because they lost the they yeah. lost the equations in a garage sale. I mean, come on. This, this is just absurd stuff. I it's know. like they're laughing at us. Yes. Oh, well, that's what it feels like. Like they're yeah. totally they're laughing just, at us. They're, It's just a joke to them. So what's really going on? What do you think? Do you think we're on a big, big, big planet? Do you think that we are all by, do you think we are completely alone in the universe or what do you think? I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, I certainly don't have the answer. It just, if I were just to go based on, you know, the evidence and then intuition, because there's only so much limited evidence really for me to explore. I don't feel like we're alone. I just, that seems just, even as a really little kid, I just felt like that seemed like such a. Improbability. Yeah. It just never made sense to me. To think that you have this expansive, infinite universe and that we're the only life form that could have possibly emerged, it just doesn't really make any sense to me at all. Do I think all the stories of aliens are are factual? Probably not. I think it's a really great way to, uh, you know, distract people, induce fear, you know, create a, a mass scale psyop where... That voice, like a world governing body, because what what better way to do that than to t terrorize everyone against a, a an extraterrestrial entity that we need to protect ourselves? So of course, then we have to unite as planet Earth. So I think that that you know isn't necessarily accurate, but I think there's a lot invested in them keeping the narratives alive but not necessarily telling us the truth about what right. might and, be revealed. And I think if you concentrate on the lies, you know, that's what's, that's yeah. what I've kind of, there's some lies that are provably lies like this idea that, um, and, the, and that's what they're being called out on right now. How did we get through the Van Allen radiation belt? And that's when they mm -hmm. decided to come up with a new theory that actually the moon is within that, which means it's a lot closer than what they're saying. You right. know, again, this just doesn't, is, there's a lot of stuff they're not explaining with this whole deal. And as far as the shape of the earth, I'm inclined to believe it's bigger than what they've told us. And this would, like you you look at motives, potential reasons right. why they would do that. I mean, it, it would make sense that they would want us to believe that it's a certain uh, limited capacity and then to have extra land or resources that people don't know about to create their own kind of escape 
or safe haven. I don't know. I'm just saying like that, that would be plausible. I could buy that. Yeah. As well, I've seen a picture, which to me, I like this idea. You know, <laughs> you, you've seen the picture of the UN map, right? It's not yeah. the Mercator map, but it's a flat earth map. And yeah. so is the picture. So is the map used in Air Force One. Mm-hmm. And so it has an ice ring around the outside. And then the other pole is in the center. So the, okay. it's like, it's, it's now then I saw a picture of this globe and this is all just made up. This thing is made up, right. it, but it's showing what it's saying. What if, if, if the earth is much bigger, what if it's, it's, it's just like you see an ice ball and then you see these pockets of life and in, in these kind of like little, little blebs all over this world. Right. Now, what if it's a huge world and we are one civilization under a dome here. Oh, wow. Now that's another, I mean, that's one of the ones that, that's coming out now that I hadn't thought of in my life. I mean, that's, but it, I t- I'll tell you one of the other weird things is this sky ice. One of the reasons they claim that we're doing all this over winter stay at the North pole uh, for, or at the South pole rather for exploration is that, that the ice can standard ice that we drill cores from the ground to look at like lead levels historically and stuff that can be moved but not this sky ice which is this stuff that looks really blue and you can't even lift it with gloves it'll just evaporate kind of stuff but you know they and they claim it falls onto the ice periodically like from the firmament who knows sky ice look up sky i'm gonna look up sky i I have not heard a while but i looked into that a couple years ago and i thought that's really interesting i mean Yeah, that is interesting. I've never heard of it, so I'm not familiar at all. So what do you think for the next year? I think the next year is going to be really crazy because it is an election year in the United States. And not that I think that there's so much validity to our uh, current system, (laughs) but, (laughs) but they do like to keep that illusion. And I think they like to, they're going to stir things up because it does have a lot of impact, Um, you know, regardless of what people think about, uh, about Trump, you know, I think that if he were, if he were to get in, there's, I mean, they might be able to push through some of their things and perhaps even further so, but there's still in, in terms of optics, I think it creates a lot of, uh, difficulty for them. So, so I think they're going to create a lot of chaos and yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so much that, Again, there's these so many random little data points, but I think number one that people there are a lot of people that are playing roles here that aren't who they appear to be. They're right. either doubles, masks. They're they're not. You can't tell me that Joe Biden is a real real guy. You can't tell me, or, or you can't. He, I'm not saying he's he's a completely artificial robot. I'm saying right. you can't tell me he's who he pl- pretends to be. I don't believe right. it. I just right. don't believe it for multiple reasons, and you know. And and part of them is from an orthopedic standpoint, there's something wrong. From a neurologic standpoint, there's something wrong. It's not yeah. consistent, right? Right. And and because he's almost just the too perfect caricature of a bad politician. Of a, I mean, he's like if the these the guys in charge. If nothing else, they've always been very good at at running politic political you know, scams. Yes. They wouldn't let somebody like this stand up there and then put Kamala Harris as the backup, you know, this giggling lunatic. I, I don't believe it. It's right. just, it's just, so all the world's a stage and we're just merely actors. And I think that's what's going on. I, I really don't think we're yeah. going to get to an election. I personally think that the, think so? that this is a, 
I think this is we're in very controlled disclosure and that it's it's coming out faster and faster and it's going to it's not going to make it because look if they, if we were really going to have an election and the Trump yeah. people really were serious about getting him reelected mm-hmm. why aren't they going after these taking out these machines I mean yeah they've got all the data we know they've got all the data they, we've got the data from the and now it's coming out apparently in Italy you know the Leonardo satellite people are being prosecuted so. Other places know what happened, and yet mm-hmm. we are not really doing anything in this country to get rid of those. At the county level, we still have the same machines, the same corrupt software. Yeah. And there is a tremendous amount of money being raised. And I have heard, I can't attest to any of this. And, you know, I think even the people who reveal this to me, it's just a theory. Raised um, by. Uh, that raised for, you know, the uh, election uh investigation and the machines and you know all of that uh and that they're saying that it's a a total scam that it's it's a money laundering scheme because which it it does beg the question there was no no scam they're saying the election was not rigged and it was not no no no. they're saying it was but they're saying all these people who are raising money not all these people there's a lot of money being raised to investigate the machines and to do away you know for what they call i mean the umbrella term i guess would be election integrity um you know people call it different things but we'll we'll just say election integrity for the purposes of this conversation but there's a lot of money being raised for it and not a whole lot being done because as you just said we do have the data uh, why aren't they just eradicating the machines across the board? Why aren't well, they? But that doesn't mean nothing's being done. It just means it's not being done by it's not being done overtly by the political class and by the political. Right. You know, the people that would be out there putting on door hangers and, sure. and going out. They're not the ones running this. I don't I think it's the military. I, I really do think that we're in a military well, the- Military is not the one invest. They're not the one raising this money for. No, no. Who knows what that is? That's what but I'm I saying. Think the real story is something yeah. deeper to the military. That's very possible. So you don't think we're going to have an actual election? I don't. I know a lot of people are saying that. I don't. That know means a lot of, uh, as you would say, the the shit stirring. There's going to have to be a lot of shit stirring for us to to get to where there's no election. That's right. Or. Or, you know, and that's where I, I th- to me, there's two ways this goes. And there's like mm-hmm. two timelines. One is that this is all a PSYOP and it's going to be an excuse for a military industrial complex totalitarian state being rolled out. Right. Or it's the good guys doing this and I'm voting on the good guys. You can, then they can call it hopium all they want to, but I right. just don't believe that we're going down with this. I think there's too many little tells all over the world mm-hmm. that make me think that somebody's cooperating, that things are happening behind the scenes. Just, mm. I don't know, but. Uh, I don't uh, know that I, I'm not necessarily like inclined to believe in some sort of organized plan that gives us hope, but I do think I have a lot of faith in the will of the people. And I think that whatever, you know, Whatever next psyop and next kind of crisis plan that they want to manufacture, I I have a lot of hope, <laughs> and right. I do have faith in people well, to resist it. Here's 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 an example of what I'm talking mm. about. Okay. okay, now we we have, and this is just you know I was in the military and my 
ex was a military senior officer. So he was at the Pentagon. He was all over the place. And right. they do war games. They war game everything. They everything. war game being invaded by Ecuador. I swear. I don't know that one. I'm just joking. But they're, they they have every, they come up with every scenario. Number one, do we really think. They war game 9-11. <laughs> right. Do we really think that the, that the military did not war game our national capital being taken over by foreign power? Right. Or being subverted by a foreign power. I think we did. And mm -hmm. I think that's why we have the law of war manual. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the law of war manual does fit what a lot of stuff we're seeing. Number two is, I think, um, the, uh, what was I going to say? Um, oh, now I lost my train of, this is happening. Oh, I guess the New Year's, I'm going <laughs> to simplify my life so I can keep my head <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I, I, hear, I hear you. But but the other thing is, so given that, I mean, do you really think that the military is going to stand back and do nothing? Now, mm -hmm. um, yeah, the, the law, we didn't, that's not that old. That's not, the, I don't think we had a law of war manual in the 60s and 70s and the 80s. I think this came about first in late after that. Interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. And, and the law of war manual De tells you what you do in this eventuality and it it to me it fits what's going on in washington dc mm. washington dc is not right so I, I would just say that it's not right whatever it is that's going on here and um this has been revised a couple times and trump revised it and it, trump revised it in order to involve actual prosecutions of civilians along of of, of there's also the um, the court martial's manual that got updated that would right. prosecute civilians that in right. certain crimes. The other thing is that Dick Morris just came out. I don't know if you saw this video. Dick Morris, you know, he used to be the big Clinton advisor and all this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. but he came out and said, look, um, after he was vice president, when Biden left the White House as vice president, he, he was given an appointment to, and I believe it was the University of of Philadelphia in, mm -hmm. in, or yeah, Pennsylvania State or something. It's in Philadelphia. What are the, I think the University of Philadelphia, the Biden Institute. And that he, the oh Biden, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And he was paid a million dollars a yep. year. He never showed up. He never did yep. anything. Okay. And yep. now it comes out that $54 million was donated to the university for this by the Chinese. Yep. I okay. saw that video, but I was, I talked about that in 2020. I posted right. it. Yeah. Well, the, but this is my point is my point is, you know, and I noticed this at, and then all the crazy things around the inauguration. Yeah. I said, and I, I know, again, I told people thought I was nuts. I said, look, that's not real. That's not the way things are supposed to happen. That's not the way they do the photograph. That's why did he get it? And then uh, you've got Johnson saying, hey, he got a three gun salute. That's what you salute the dead at Arlington. Why did President Biden get a three gun salute? Why wasn't he not inaugurated at the right time? Okay. And why was, right. why was, why did he come in on a private plane why did trump go out on air force one and was given a 21 gun salute he said in his mind or not just in his mind in his research he says that is enough to be an official inauguration of a president the idea yeah, being, i remember that and i know this sounds bizarre but i'm going to tell you you can look at the pictures of the military uniforms in dc that day and then none of them were right except the reservists that were brought in and who turns their back on the real president of the United States if you're a reserve officer?
a reserve right. troop. Right. I remember. I do There's remember a this. A lot of weird stuff going on. So, and Scavino posted a lot of this. Right. Stuff, so, I don't, yeah. I, I'm trying to figure out how that can all be a psyop, you know. Mm -hmm. And and the other provable thing is that Trump was not in the White House the night of the election. Where was he? He was in a skiff, apparently. Those are the secure, right? You know, facilities and computerized. Com, you know, I can't remember. It's not doesn't stand for computer the C, but it's something some secure faci information facility or something. So, because right. secure compartmentalized information facility, I think. I but think anyway, that's right? Yeah. I, there are just too many of these stories going on. I can't put it together, and I can tell you, DC doesn't make sense unless something is not right. So, unless we are not using DC as the capital. I what do you think is being used as the capital? Well, I don't know, but it's not. I mean, the, there's no tra there's no foot traffic around our nation's capital. It's just dead. Right. You know, I've there's, heard that. There's, there's there's I mean, I was there. We went I took a doctor friend of mine. And I said, I want to know what's going on. Let's go down and see. And what you see is you just don't see a lot of things happening around the capital. You, all the buildings are being under construction. Um, the treasury is the treasury. The the Fed is all just torn apart. The the whole thing. I, it's just not right. No. I don't know. So, but so I think we're gonna know. I think I I think you that think it's gonna be down, revealed. I thought it, I don't know how they can get past. The, there are a lot of these things where people say, "See, you said it was gonna change, and this year, and it never changed." Right. You guys are just crazy conspiracy theorists. But something's gonna have to happen, and I can't imagine how we go through an election like this. I mean, how would we go? How could this possibly work? Why would you go back if you know your election is being stolen? Right. Um, I mean, one of the things I noticed was when Biden got off the plane to come to this so-called inauguration, he, he had a Chinese looking guy with, a you know, the, the security thing right at his shoulder all the time walking through there. And the so-called Secret Service had like brown loafers on. I'm sorry. It just was just the whole thing was wrong. There was something really creepy going on there. So how are we going to get through? How would, it, how would it work if we had an election? I mean, knowing what we know now. Well, yeah. I mean, knowing what we know now. But I mean, there are a lot of normies still asleep thinking that, you know, everything's just hunky-dory. So... But the, I, the, if we know this, the powers that be know this. That uh, the Trump people, the the who else, whoever's you know the, the the guys on the on the other side of that equation that weren't stealing the ballots, they know what's going on. Why would they sit back and go through it again? There's just no point. You know what I mean? If we haven't solved the problem of the, the balloting well, or anything. Right, but if if they're if it, it's to keep the illusion that we have actual power in voting. Um, then they would be a lot invested. Well, right? that's 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 the Biden side. Well, I think that that's that's the Trump side as well, though, to continue the charade. If they, I can't see any up. reason the Trump side would want to do it because they're not going to vote for Trump. They're not. They're not going to let those machines vote for Trump ever. <laughs> oh, you're saying with the machines? Well, the machines, I don't understand. I have no idea why they keep the machines at all. Yeah. That makes no sense to me. Right, because I mean, because they think that's because that's the only way they can win. Yeah, the I mean they they do plenty want. of they commit plenty of fraud without those machines. I mean, yeah. I think yeah, I, I there's no reason to keep the machine. The machines just need to go if they want to present any kind of illusion of there being a fair, transparent, honest election. Then yeah, the machines just need to go. But I don't see that they're doing it. I just no. don't see it. 
I don't see it at all. There's a, also an interesting thing, because I really do think that on all sides, they're just pushing in this uh, AI world society that they're, you know, what I call the cyber Satan. And t- Trump actually, uh, and it went into effect, I think, in 2022, but he changed the tax code. Um, it's Section 174. And it this is terrible. So it basi- it applies to software companies. So it basically will make it really difficult for any independent software company to to exist. So this is going to create monopolies for all the big tech companies, and it's going to you know really squash any innovation in the tech tech sphere, uh, which I think is yeah IRS to pros sec- section one seventy four regula- regulations interim guidance issued. And this is okay. This is this is in uh, October third, twenty twenty three. This article, yeah. Well, um, there's another one. Is when you really look at it, who's really under? See, this is a, this isn't a law. This is the IRS code. These are the. Oh, code. I know. So, so the truth matter here is that that people need to re- recognize the scam of the IRS. Yes, definitely. Yeah, that's yeah. another. That's like the machines. It's another scam that needs to be taken down. We need to defang, take the head off the uh, head off the. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh for sure. Um, but I think that this is going to really stifle any kind of independent innovation in the tech sphere, um, which is, of course, what they want because they want to give it all over to big tech, uh, and which, of course, is you know colluding with all of the. Uh, military industrial complex apparatus and of course with the big corporations too which is how they plan to you know implement their techno fascist corporate takeover so and that is trump who did that now right but maybe it'll push the maybe they'll push the the smart techie guys to realize the scam of the irs code and they'll just ignore it well that would be great but see that's my point is it it, Mm -hmm. again that's a false reality that we're living in that irs thing and, totally. and and what are we doing to bring the false reality to light? It's becoming pushed forward in such a way right. that it's hard to ignore the truth. I think itself. that's true. I do think much more light is being shown and a lot more people are that that's part of the great awakening. I, I do think that that's happening. I just don't, I think that they're working really fast and there's so much, it's so many fronts. I find this all the time. Like, when I want to research things, it's there's so many things to do deep dives on. It becomes impossible to keep up with everything. And I but, think that's by design. Right. But 24 is the is the cutoff time here somehow. Okay. I mean, you can't, I don't think we're going to get past. I mean, if we just go down and we let them steal the, the nation, I think enough people understand the nation is gone if this if they if the machines vote for us again. Well, I think so. You know, too. we might survive this, but the nation is gone if we let machines vote for us again. And so, if that's the gameplay, then mm-hmm. then and and we've got, you know, assuming assuming like I say, assuming that there are some good guys on our side, they just can't let that happen again. Well, I think that that I do agree that the you know the nation is gone. However, I think this goes back to the beginning of the conversation because it it has to do with the the consciousness reality and how it gets manifested and i think that if the machines vote again the illusion gets burst right that that bubble of this uh 
the reality that they've created that's a false reality that we have all this power in our voting. I mean, because that that that's huge for them. For us to be, you know, it's part of the whole breads and circuses. We're gonna play cheer for our football team back and forth. And really, you know, the CFR and the powers that be are, you know, manipulating. And now I, I think they've always been manipulating our I think there's been rampant fraud for a very, very long time. And oh, absolutely. Carol Quigley, who talked about yeah, that in Tragedy and Hope. Right. But I do think that it's become much the magnitude has increased exponentially with the machines. And now I think that's part of what happened in, uh, you know, 2020. It's not that we didn't have fraud previously or that people didn't know or suspect it, but it was such a large scale that they couldn't really hide it. People were at least enough. Right. People no, and I think, I think that was that was on point. We this had to be planned to allow that to happen that way. Well, no, why were they? Why was he yeah. in a skiff? Why? 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 Why was the military looking at this? So, there's, there's, this has got. They knew it was coming. Well, they're, I think this would support your like the Sorry, fake news. It's like the fake news where everything's getting pushed out into the open. Mm-hmm. But I just don't see how it gets past twenty four. I'm just saying, all this stuff is becoming more obvious that it's fraud. Right. Where that we live in a false reality. Right. But. Well, I think that it can go two ways because if uh, that illusion gets burst, right now, let's say they do take it, and let's let's hypothetically say that they intentionally wanted twenty twenty to be recognized as mass scale fraud. Which I mean, the that Times Magazine article kind of said that. I mean, they were laughing about it, totally gaslighting, like, "Yeah, we stole the election, haha." Uh, you know, <laughs> a revelation of the method, maybe I don't know, but. I think that if they were to reveal it, it, and by reveal it, I mean, you know, the illusion gets broken, then they can either it becomes kind of this mass scale. uh, I I don't want to say revolt, but like a it's an awakening. Well, or they further lord over their power right now. They just okay, yeah, well, we've been controlling things all along and we're just going to double down. I don't know. So, it could go either way. On the other side, you can't vote your way out of tyranny. Never happened. No. Okay, it's never happened. So what what are the what are the ways it's happened? I can only think really of one country that really changed things without a major bloodbath, and that was Russia. The 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 fall of the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. Uh, as much as people wanted to, uh, you know, make make you know all these stories that turn out most of them are not true about what happened. Uh, it really wasn't, it wasn't the Bolshevik revolution. It wasn't our revolution. It wasn't the French revolution and it wasn't a major war. It was, right. kind of a, we slumped into this deal. We made, they made some deals and then they got screwed by the, our, our people going over and dealing with the oligarchs. They had to, you know, and then they got Putin and Putin had to get rid of those guys and it's been a slow process, but they're out from under that. They're out from under mm-hmm. that bullshit. That's the only one I know. And maybe that's a sign because if we, because that's the other possibility here. I mean, we could go into, if the, if I think if the election gets, uh, if it's clear that, that we've voted with these machines again and the election is crazy, I think we'll have a revolution in this country. And I don't think that's what we want. No, so I think what we need is, I mean, that's, you know, that's what our founding father said, you know, every so many generations, you're going to have to, you know, water the soil with the bloods of tyrants. Eh, a republic if you that. can keep it. 
I'm really hoping it doesn't come to that. But the problem, but it doesn't help to be an armed society if you're not ever going to stand up and say right. that enough. So we're about there. Now, who could do that for us? It could be exactly what they said about the stealth. You know, the, what was the uh, the quote in that? Uh, the first, the, the, the movie, I meant to write it down so I would, that all the, um, that warfare is involving, but it's pretend to be weak. It was the Sun Tzu court, pretend to be weak. Right. Maybe, so, the, so the enemy can appear, right, can be yes. arrogant. Yeah. And that is the idea that there's a military, there's a, there's a plan for when mm -hmm. this happens to your nation. Mm -hmm. That could be, I'm just saying yeah. it could be, I'm not saying it is, I'm just, right. uh, because, and, and it's worldwide. It can't just be us. I, you know who Ricardo Bosi is, right? I don't think so. Oh, you should listen to Ricardo Bosi. Now, he's a retired colonel of the Australian Army. Okay. And um, I'm trying to get him on a show. I'll, I'll try and okay. get him in contact with us. But anyway, he uh, he he he's talks a lot about this because he's actually read, for example, the new updated uh, – in fact, I have a video of him talking about this – the new updated um, – uh, not just the war manual, but the, the court-martial manual. Why would we be doing it, it? You know, always for the last 20 years or 30 years, the court-martial manual has becoming harder and harder to prosecute the things that needed to be prosecuted to clean up the swamp. But right. suddenly under Trump, it got turned around and now it's, 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 uh, it's, it's robust. It can prosecute people for a lot of things, in, including mm -hmm. civilians. So, and, and what he was talking about is in Australia, because Australia just discovered they're a subcorporation of the USA Inc. So they're not safe. That's what his point was to the people in Australia that are, that, that did this. Well, thing that's fascinating because, uh, theoretically, uh, we're a corporation under, like, it's a consortium with the, the Vatican State, the crown. Yeah. Um, well, and I always thought that Australia was under the crown. I thought it was that they were a commonwealth. I thought it was uh, Australia, um, Canada, New Zealand. Well, that's another interesting one. There's a guy, I've, and again, I put it on my telegram. I don't remember the guy's name, but he's a Canadian. And he talks about these acts of 1931. And apparently at some point in 1931, I think it was the Westminster Acts or the Manchester Acts, some name like that. And he said, what happened is the government of Canada was once a basically you're right. It was it was the 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 British crown had mm -hmm. their their dominions overseas like Canada and Canada used to have the Queen of England on the coins and all this kind of thing. And when you when you first land uh, in Canada, you see it is when you in the airport right. when you get off the plane. So, yeah. So the so they got the the royal family in England, and then you've got the the lieutenant or the governor general of Canada was okay. her man or her person that ran Canada. The government of Canada was essentially that guy, the governor general. He was the government. All the other stuff is underneath. He can, they can, that's why the British part, the British royalty could, the queen could just devolve the parliament of Canada. And probably this is true in Australia too, at a whim's notice. But what happened right. is apparently in 1931, mm -hmm. they got fed up. Some, according to this guy, they dissolved the, the authority to that lieutenant general that ran Canada. So he's the guy that was under the queen or king. And they just quit 
sending him a, an, an oath of office, essentially. They just said, you know, you guys, we're not going to deal with it anymore. And he said they just told the provinces could to be sovereign. But what happened is that the lieutenant general never got out of his chair. So even though he hasn't gotten documents since 1931, apparently, to be the authorized agent of the crown, right. he's acting like he is. Okay, Maybe this sounds familiar. This sounds yeah. like 1871 with the United States. It sounds the like organic act. Yeah. Right. We assume that our government has authority that it had through the Constitution. They assumed their government was the same government they had in 1980 that it was in 1880, and it wasn't. Apparently, something happened, and so it's been a facade. And this is why the guy that was putting this together obviously did a lot of research. He said, "You will never find the lieutenant governor's." I guess that's or the governor general's signature on anything that comes out official. Because if he did, then then it would the, the he does not have the authority to sign anything. It's done by smoke and mirrors. It's kind of like, you know, you pretend there's an emperor and you pretend right. he's in charge. <laughs> so you pretend now he has clothes so and actually, he has no all, clothes. Yeah, all the provinces are actually independent. Now, that would then, honestly make more sense, but it makes some sense. Now, I don't know why they did them and not Australia, but who knows? But, but according to um, Colonel Bosey, that Australia is actually a sub corporation of the Crown Corporation, but they're, they're under us. In other words, they're not under the Crown directly. There's, he says, there's, and I agree with this, there's one corporation in the world, it's the Crown Corporation, and right. it's being run by people that we don't know. <laughs> That's the problem. Right. The Committee of I 300, who knows, you know. And it's got yeah, the three know. cardinal cities. That's why the flags, that's why the three stars. And that's why DC is not under the rules of the rest of the country. And right. it's not, and they're, and they can hold people and do whatever they want to them in their own area. Right. The city of London and the Vatican. Yeah, Vatican. yeah I do that. I, I think there's a lot of evidence pointing in that direction. Absolutely. And who runs it? I don't know. Right. Well, and that's really, who's the very pinnacle. Well, what Bosey's point is, is that it's a corporation that's coming down and that that now with this, with the the updated administrative things in America, that, that they can prosecute the people that did this, the, the war crimes, all the stuff that's been going on, they, that nobody's going to escape this if it actually is true that the there's going to be a military take back and get rid of the Crown Corporation, give the sovereignty back to the people. Right. That's what I hope. That's, that's a. I mean, that's a. I, yeah, I would be. And that might be hoping, but I think that's yeah. my hope. <laughs> I just feel like that's putting a lot of faith in the military. And from what I've heard, I, not to undermine, I think they're wonderful people, and I definitely think there are good guys in the military. But uh, from the guys I've talked to, it sounds like the the higher ups are just incredibly corrupt. Well, and, that's but that's been true for a long time because you see yeah. above above, the, the, I think it's at the two star level. You yeah. still you still go through boards, but a three star and above, all those are appointed. They're appointed by right. the president. Okay, so those are all political appointees. The military at the top level, but that's sure. the, the the wars are fought by the mid grade field officers. You know the, the sure. lieutenant colonels, majors, that group, and they're not they're not. Correct. No, that most of those, from what my experience, are really good people. And so I'm hoping. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what's going on exactly, but I'm hoping that they're do, they're in a Sun Tzu move, moment. And that uh, the militaries, the, the the several militaries of the world are are joined up here somehow. We'll see. Well, 
Yeah, we'll see. That would be great. Well, that's, I, there, that, that's Bolsey. There he is. That's Ricardo Bolsey. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I'll have to listen. Yeah, that's really, really interesting. And he just he can run this dog down about the about the court martial manual and about the, the, the lot a lot more. Oh, there he had. Did he have Derek Johnson? Yeah, Derek Johnson was on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think uh, from from disparate sources, it just seems like maybe that's. And it's interesting that that's the recruiting thing. There, they start with that. That's the Sun Tzu quote they picked. Yeah, I know yeah, that is the... that you could have picked about war, but that's of the course. one they picked. That yeah, that's that is telling. I'm. I now, don't know. Guys, now I just got to ask because I know we have to go, but I got to yeah. ask. Lynn, Lynn uh, was talking about this picture. Uh, the picture oh yes, the cue, the, and the I think this is pretty interesting. I don't know if he's got it to put up, but I do the the. Uh, I think uh, the JFK one, right? JFK Junior one. Yeah, Junior. And where was it that who is the guy that just came out and said he was the photographer for Trump, and he's Gene the editor Ho. for George? Gene Ho. And who That's is? Gene. I mean, is he a, like a culture icon kind of guy? Yeah. Well, I mean, he's a, he now runs a, a George magazine. He's a he also he has a channel I think on Amp. Uh, yeah, and he's a, he runs, he does a show. Um, yeah, the, I don't know, but he, he's the one who got that footage of the guy standing on, was it Mount Rushmore, I think? Mount Rushmore, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to play that video? Should we play the video that you guys sent me today? You know the one I'm talking about, right? Uh, the one with. The one where he's, he's saying, he's, he's pulling it out and he's saying, I don't remember what show he was on. But it was uh, it was a Facebook post, and he yeah. said, "This is really interesting." And then he shows this picture, and I've always, to be honest, this whole thing about JFK Jr. be alive color me crazy, but I believe it. Uh, I don't, I didn't, I, I'm not saying he's alive now. Maybe you're not, no, not that I can't prove, but yeah, play that. I think we should play that. And I just want to say, okay. I looked into this when it happened, when the when the accident happened. For him, for JFK. All right, I know it's Christmas and you're spending time with your family, having a good time. I'm spending time with my family, but I thought I'd crash your party, give you something to think about, some coincidence. So I might as well introduce myself. I know many of you know who I am. Gene Ho was Donald Trump's personal campaign photographer and current editor-in-chief of George Magazine. But I'm here to give you a coincidence and something for you to talk about. Figure out this mystery that I have. All right, a lot of you guys know about this picture. You've seen this picture before. If you're not familiar, some of your friends will tell you all about it. Because in the middle of the picture, it's very strange because there's this one guy who's everyone else is in uniform. And this one guy is just sitting there or standing there with no uniform and just a shirt and a tie, suit and a tie. Okay, here's the crazy thing. So in the inauguration for Donald Trump, when he was inaugurated president, he gave his speech. He was sitting with his family, gave his speech. And as he was walking out, Someone joined him to walk up the stairs with him. So there's no one else around him except for this one person. And what a coincidence. It's the same guy. I think it's the same guy. That guy, it's on video, met Donald Trump while he was walking and walked in after the speech with him. So I don't know. Or Merry Christmas. I just think it's too interesting. I saw this picture a long time ago. Right. It's very interesting at Arlington. JF, yeah. You know, you've seen the picture of, if you look at the grave of JFK Sr., looks yeah. like a queue. Here are these guys. And this is filmed at Arlington. And what's not seen in here 
is if you see the whole picture, the where they lay the wreath at Arlington, where the presidents lay the wreath, there are two guys there and a riderless horse up at the be above this picture. So it's an honor to the the fallen, presumably JFK, maybe. But in any case, and the military are all in a queue with that one guy in his suit. So I didn't. But yeah, very interesting. And when when I tell you when when I was so at the time that JFK Jr.'s plane went down mm -hmm. by Martha's Vineyard, interesting right. location, right? Um, yeah. I my husband again, he was a Marine Air Harrier pilot at the time, and he mm -hmm. is talking with his friends, and they're saying, "I wouldn't have flown that plane, you know, given that mm -hmm. circumstances." So what's this guy doing out there? You know, and they're they're talking as if this is just stupid for him to have gone and taken that flight, and nothing was right. right. But that kind of just tricked my mind that nothing was right. And so later, when all this kind of weird stuff started happening, I went back and I looked to see if I could find an autopsy report. Of, and I found out that here's the weird stuff about that whole accident. First of all, it mm -hmm. happened when Hillary Clinton was ahead in the primaries. But secondly, again, they can call yeah. this whole conspiracy crazy Q stuff, but I just can't talk to myself away from this, this data. It mm -hmm. happened when he was behind, he was ahead of her in the primaries for the Senate from New York. It happened uh, that he was that when it happened, the the people that went out to retrieve the bodies were not the local law enforcement. It should have been the divers from the sheriff's department in that region, but it was the Navy SEALs. Now, why the Navy SEALs? Well, you know, the Kennedys have a long JFK Jr., his brother, they have a long Navy tradition. Okay. And right. then they're devout Catholics, but they get their or Catholics and they get their they get cremated, which is again not normal. Right. Cremation yeah, ashes get put into a Tiffany blue box that then as a president, when Trump gets in the White House, they give a Tiffany blue box to uh, Mrs. Obama, who looks horrified at the time when she gets it. <laughs> you know, it's all very and, and, and you should have been able to find that he had an autopsy. You never hear anything about right. that. You know, so. Yeah, I, I, definitely. And then when all this started coming out about, you know. This, 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 why is this guy that just happens to be the Trump photographer and the editor of George magazine? Really? Right. I, I mean, I think he definitely believes that. I, I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's not a rabbit hole. I, I remember, you know, my fiance was telling me a lot about this during 2020. And it's definitely a lot of very interesting th data points that I don't have answers for. Me neither. But, I, I don't know if that means he's still alive now. So, yeah. And then the the interesting one was the uh, the the JFK senior thing. That was the picture that there's a picture, several yeah. pictures of Trump at rallies with this mm -hmm. guy. This guy kept showing up at rallies, right. and um, and then mm -hmm. this latest picture it showed a picture. I don't have it, but it was a picture of Trump, and he was. Um, there was an old picture of him uh, going down and speaking to this guy with the ear earphones. And it said um, like rest in peace, Q warrior, John F. Kennedy. Wow. Now to, to close the loop here, when we talk about family yeah. bloodlines fighting, the old family bloodlines fighting, right. one, of the, one of the thinking, one of the points that you keep hearing is that um, uh, this this is the that the Kennedys were Drews. The Ken that the Kennedys that John and and Joe or John and his brother, maybe two brothers, but but uh, JFK and RFK, 
were not really the sons of Kennedy, that they were kids that were the sons of somebody else. They were of the Colooney family. Right. Lincoln was a Colooney. Trump is a Colooney. That these are, this is the bloodline that we are not paying attention to. And that, this, and that this Druze bloodline, if you look at the old Khazarian empire, the Druze has kind of surrounded them. And they're in kind of a crescent-shaped genetic bunch around that area. So I, that's all I know. <laughs> I'm just, that's really interesting. I, I, I will just want to get really confused just going here yeah. sometimes. <laughs> well, I will just share this very quickly before we wrap. And again, this is speculation. It's secondhand. So I can't verify this just to preface that for everybody. Um, but I have heard that there is, you know, my theory that there is a actual counter Intel pro op, uh, basically like a, like an a counter to operation mockingbird that's running through the alternative media. And I really do think it's a militaristic op. It may be a CIA op. I, I don't know. I can't prove that part, but I have a lot, I have some little data points that indicate to me that it is an actual CIA op. However, what I've heard is that the CIA are not our friends in this whole thing. I don't think, I don't think so either. Um, but I've heard that there is a uh, money being funneled through uh, like operatives from RFK into the alternative media. And that there does seem to be some pretty traceable evidence to indicate. So I don't, I can't say that that, you know, gives us any certitude on anything except that it's interesting to explore. I, I think I think that's going to turn out to be right because, yeah. <laughs> again, the whole thing, I mean, it's kind of a perfect look at what RFK has done just by him coming forward and the Democrats denying his, his here's look at he's the most perfect candidate. Look, he should yeah. he should be their candidate. Right. He's a He's a blue blood Democrat yep. prince, and yet they they wouldn't accept him. Yep. Why? You see, that yep. pushed that into the Ford narrative, if nothing else. And then this talk about him becoming the uh, the the attorney general for Trump that, that suddenly they're working together on things, and now you're hearing this. I mean, okay, we got how many months till November? We got to wait. <laughs> I mean, seriously, the really great soap opera, if nothing else. That's right. I mean. Uh, yeah, you know, you can't, I don't think, I think the one thing I'll say about 2024 is we can't let ourselves be depressed. No, because exactly. I don't think we lose somehow, uh, you know, you can't just give up hope. This is, no, we have too much at stake and they're, they're eight and a half billion, or at least there were 8 billion, at least of us. And there are only a few of the guys in the control room in the Truman show. Uh, exactly. We can get I, that's what I keep saying. I have faith in humanity. <laughs> I do too. That's the yeah. point I'm going to make. And I, you know, I, I think, uh, I think the, the light wins in the end. So, and I, I think even I in the meantime, it's going to be tur turbulent, but I, I do think that humanity is going to be a lot stronger and more resilient. And by humanity, I mean the good guys. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I haven't given up hope. Absolutely. Are you going to have a good fun night now? On New Year's for, Eve here? New Year's, I have no idea what we're doing for New Year's Eve, actually. Um, but yeah, we'll... Uh, yeah. I never... I'm too old to stay up most of the time, but I might try. This year, I might try. I yeah. just think this is a year to... to if I'm going to ever stay up all that time, this is... I, I think... I'm going to try and keep going and stay up 
all night. I'll let you know if I make it. <laughs> so. All right. Well, well, I'm going to try as well for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, we have our RNC for your 10% discount. So whatever is coming down the pike, uh, you can get your B17 supplements and get your 17% off. I'm sorry, your 10% off of your B17 using the code DANGEROUS. RNCstore.com. And it's yeah. all about your immunity. If you yes. keep your immunity up and you detoxify yourself, they can't get at you. And mental immunity is so important. Hope is a great mitigator against depression, anxiety, and any psyop they want to foist upon yeah. us. So. Yeah. Do not lose hope. So code, yeah. code dangerous for rncstore.com. I love yes. these guys. I just, did you ever find out if they have the bars? <laughs> they're still working on it, but they, they're having a very hard time keeping them in stock, but they are working on it. They, will, they will get them back. That's why. I know. They're so good. They're they are so, so good. good. I mean, so I good. ate some apricot seeds and they're okay. They're nice. I, I wouldn't. I like I, them. I'm glad to do that. You know, it's, it's a nice mm -hmm. kind of uh, thing to crunch on when you're trying to be low, low, you know, get your weight off for the new year. But, but the, uh, but those bars were just great. So they're so good. Yeah. yeah. So yes, rncstore.com. And, uh, I don't know. I think that was enough, uh, dangerous material for, <laughs> for 2024. Uh, I mean, for 2023, moving into 2024. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back with more dangerous truths and in the new year and speculations. Okay. Yes. So, happy new year. <laughs> You too. Bye. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.